I'll talk about Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer's been fine forever. 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 Real dads, well, real men ain't tripping about their women, especially Kiki Palmer fine ass, going out and feeling good about herself. You also got to understand that when you are dating a celebrity and dating someone in the public eye like that, there is a much different situation. Like, don't get me wrong, you're right across the board. But when you're okay. dating a celebrity, you're also you also know that they're going to be out in public spaces dressed in certain ways. Erase if she's it's a celebrity. Like, Erase if, if she's even a celebrity. The fact that she is yo you 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 bred you bred it up. You shot the club up. You set. You good. That's you. I don't know. Too, y'all don't got kids, so y'all don't know about the baby mother, baby father agreement. But it looked like they together anyway. Well, not for that much longer. But my point being, my nigga, you need to relax. It's Usher. Usher ain't going to do nothing, but probably he, he might fuck her. I'm not going to lie to you. He might fuck her. It's Usher. <laughs> Yo, after the night. Don't leave your girl around me, true player for real. That's my nigga for real. Uh. Came here to say, who wanted from the jump? Came here to say, you get exactly what you want. Came here to say that you don't really want it with us. Yeah. We love, you know. We came here to say that you don't really want it with us. Yeah. The sports show. I ain't gonna lie, that was too perfect not to end on that. So my bad. But yeah, no. I mean, right. he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I mean, that's probably what I'd be more scared about is like at the end of the day, Kiki Palmer gonna come home and be like, babe. Exactly. It was Usher. The, the sexy flexy ass. Niggas gotta give a you gotta give a whole pass for something. Right. Stop using the N-word. I'm sorry. I gotta relax. All I'm saying is. Kiki Palmer Fond is a motherfucker. That's all I'm saying. She can get a hall pass. As long as you come home to me, we good. We straight. I'm sorry. He should have never blasted. He should have never blasted her on the internet. That part. That, that was part. the big one right That's there. That's the part. Like you could disagree. You can disagree with what your woman is wearing. You can have your own ethical conundrum. You whatever. Re- you really shouldn't. You really you do that at home. Disagree. You really like at the end of the day, she became a mother somehow, and she dressed a certain way when y'all was dating, and he was parading her around with her right. provocative clothing beforehand. So now she's a mother. She's supposed to be a nun. Like that's not fair. She's a young woman. Why well, say he Ooh. was right? Yo, he's wrong all around the board. Yeah, and this he this was, the same man was that was twerking well, in his damn drawers online. Okay, he was he was wrong twelve ways to Sunday, and now. He just is on the super losing end because he came back on social media and scrubbed Kiki from everything. Like, bro, you don't get the one up because you scrubbed Kiki. You still lose because you lost Kiki. Nah, he's stupid. I don't know. Nobody said you nigga, you got a baby by her. You you got I'm telling relax. you right now, I'm telling you right now. If 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 no. the, if the damn if that damn show the surreal life was on, he'd be a contestant on the next season because his the rest of his life is stuck on reality television. You stupid! But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Year Sports Show, episode one thirty eight. I am your host, Big Baby, aka the Soul of R and B. And at the bottom left, 
we have the voice of a generation, Pete, remember Rihanna slapped you, whatever, Rosado. He got to relax, too. Listen, listen. Brittany, leave Brittany alone. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just trying not to die in this in this humidity. Just Facts. trying not to die in this in this New York humidity. I don't know, Tavia Dre. I don't know how y'all doing it. You see me sweating. You saw me with my towel earlier, like you know. I know Tavia was outside running around just a and, little bit and, and, earlier. And she hot too. She hot too. You over here wearing I'm a black not shirt. Happy. Listen, I don't, I don't, I try not to wear any black shirts, which is why I gotta say, listen, you know, uh, uh, athletes, let me just put it like that. Please come up with other colors for your shirts except for black, because I can't wear them in the summertime, because I'm not gonna sweat on top of already sweating. Just not doing it. Okay. Note it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> For the bottom yeah. in the bottom right, we have DK Matt, aka the single dad from the Tyler Perry movies. I really feel uh. like this album is less attractive. It's not even right. But uh yeah, fuck all that. Kiki Palmer fine as fuck. I don't understand this. Like, like Matt, run your game, shoot your shot, bro. I want to. I'm telling you now. If Kiki Palmer is outside, I'm coming outside. That's all I'm saying. You got to relax. You're you're a little too aggressive. I'm just saying, Kiki Palmer, fine. (laughs) Man, I have two, I have three crushes in my lifetime. It was Christina Milian, because I know y'all saw Love Don't Cause a Thing. Right? It's Christina Milian, it's Kiki Palmer, and it's Kyla Pratt. I'm letting you know now. Listen, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, Matt. I think you have a really good chance. I'm looking at you right now. I'm looking at Kiki Palmer. And right now, all I'm seeing is Max and Roxanne from a Goofy movie. I think you got this. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's hilarious, actually. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. That was good, Peter. That was good. That That was good. (laughs) Got and at, <laughs> at the top right, he, he, he hacked me up for it too. He got, oh, he got you, he got you. He, he, yeah, he, he put you up there and then they windmilled on top of you. This <laughs> I hear you, right? Wow. And at the top of the food chain, we have the ruler of all the queen, Queen Tay. What's good, everybody? Like a dark magic. Tay's currently our outdoor um, um, reporter. What, what is the weather like there, out there Queen? It feels very Rikers Islandish if somebody says the wrong thing. So I'm just trying to stay cool and just do my laundry in peace because I don't have the patience today. I'm not going back. Answering the laundry mat? Oh, Lord. Not going back. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. My father keeps keeps calling me and just laughing at me because my father just sitting in his house with central air. I I I don't feel like nothing. My pops just calls me. He's like, you hot? I'm like, yeah. He's like, not me. I'd have been like, I hope your ass shuts off. <laughs> I mean, you survived what you got. You survived the blackout. That was, that was. So I wasn't here for the blackout. You lucky son of a bitch. I was in North Carolina for the blackout. Boy, I was in the worst in the place ever. Air. I was in the worst <laughs> place ever. In North Carolina. You was in the center air. Boy, that blackout, I was stuck in Soundview Projects. I'll never forget it. 
and all yo, I had to walk. I had to walk from fucking um. Excuse my language. I'm gonna curb my cursing. I had to walk from Lower Manhattan all the way. If you don't know where Brooklyn is or anything about Brooklyn, I walked from Lower Manhattan to my King's Plaza Mall. Yo, what type of yo? That goddamn. That's the Underground Railroad right there. <laughs> yo. Yes. Yo, and it, and we about to hit the twenty year anniversary of the blackout too. Fuck Next month, yeah, yeah now nah, I don't want no, I don't want no type of anniversary for that. Next <laughs> month is the twenty year, twenty year anniversary. See, to this day, I still don't fuck with Nina Sky. I heard never, no, no, not Nina Sky. It was Luma D. I heard never leave. Uh oh, at least oh, thirty repeat. times an hour. It was like That's yeah. so annoying. It was torture. Yeah. It was torture. Oh my it was God, Joe. It was Lumi D. It was um, Joe Budden. Pump it up was another Boy. one, and then it was um, Chingy right there. Boy, oh man, that was that was, so was a, that was a right terrible there. time. I was so and tight. it was Jay Z. It was Jay Z. Um, excuse me, what's your name? That was my oh shit. my, fuck with that shit. That was my shit. That was and a was, bad time. For I remember when you think about it. When you, the blackout when you came soon as making it, right? the band was supposed to come on. I remember that too. I was so aggravated. When we that. when we sit here, mm-hmm. we talk about like twenty years ago, and we're only talking about two thousand and three. Like that's ridiculous. Like when you really think about how time has passed. Like twenty years ago is two thousand and three. Like I remember like it was yesterday when you would say twenty years ago and you were talking about the eighties. Sheesh. Oh man, but um. Where where do we start? Because there's been a lot going on. Um, no, I want to start with kind of the most serious thing. Let's talk about um, Britney Spears getting slapped. No, no, we yeah, actually probably won't even talk about that. Because... I'm just saying she looks basic. <laughs> I would I would have confused her for a regular Jane too. Like no, in no. my peripheral, but in the, in the hat in the per- she wasn't even wearing a hat. The thing was she was walking behind his security detail, and if you're running behind somebody trying to trying to Tap them. I expect my security to falcon punch you into the next <laughs> next century. Just like I, I expect you to turn into dust because why are you running behind me and, and trying to touch me? I don't know who you are if I'm looking this way. But he was swatting at her hand. He wasn't swatting. I at also her. feel like a larger issue is the fact that you know, like apparently, like the the, the, the kid has not played a single game in the NBA. Not a single game. Okay, he has done absolutely nothing of note in his athletic professional life. And yet, we have a full security detail around this child. Have to. Who tells him, don't stop at all because it can cause a massive commotion. Since when does a nobody who's done nothing besides get drafted? Like, it, 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 it boggles my mind just how the world has become. And, like, that's, that's the problem. I could understand if it's LeBron. I could understand if it's a Hall of Famer. I could understand if it's a legend. I could understand if it's a current player. The, the, the kid hasn't scored not one bucket in the NBA. I get it. Go ahead, Matt. LeBron had that same. Well, not the same. I think his fanfare was worse when he was coming into the league. 
But LeBron was also widely covered on a national level from high school. I think you are delusional still about LeBron James all these years later. Who, me? Yeah. How, LeBron did get fanfare before he got drafted. What are you talking about? That's the I first won't. time I ever saw – I will say this, Tay. The first time I ever saw people around the country wearing a damn high school basketball yeah. jersey that they never went to. There are people out here that own the Irish jersey uh, for Akron. That's what I'm saying. His his high school games was naturally televised. On like, ESPN. I think that's, yeah, that's what, what started I, the whole I knew who LeBron was my what? My what? It's my seventh grade year. And I think I believe was, LeBron was the beginning of ESPN kind of getting into the whole, you know, showing high school games and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, that summer of two thousand and three was um marred by the Kobe case. So that's why a lot of the fanfare that summer going into LeBron James is kind of cut on the mainstream stage. And wow, I think, end, yeah, that, that was his rookie. That was going into his rookie year. That was 20 years ago this week that the um, the, the rape accusations were dropped against Kobe. 20 years ago this week. The crazy thing is, I'm just hearing about So LeBron him. getting drafted caused a year. If I was your security, I'm, 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 I'm swinging on everybody. <laughs> don't go, don't, don't run up behind me. But She's now, right. don't, but don't you run know what? But us. now, now she can sue. Oh, she is yep. suing. Rightfully so. She, she, she is suing. But, but what? So when, upon watching the video again, we don't know how hard the, the slap was. But when we, when you look at it, it's like, oh, maybe you didn't have to do that. But it looked like he was just like swinging wildly backwards. So it he looked don't like know he was swinging for her hand because she was she was brushing at him. It like but he was just swung at, at the same time, again, granted, you got to pay attention. You can't just be really swinging wildly. You know what? You no you wonder the 2003 draft was so good. What? What? The 2003 draft, LeBron's draft. Yeah. I just realized why. It's so special. Not only was LeBron and Wade and everybody drafted. Mello. Luke Walton was drafted in that draft. So this is the first time I've done this in a while. They would be wanting me to not fucking. (laughs) So. (laughs) Yeah. Luke Walton. Anyway. 
moving forward, um, again, a little bit more serious note. Um, the day before the 4th of July um, in Baltimore, in the Brooklyn section of Baltimore, um, there was a shoot. It was a, a, a mass shooting. 30 people were hit, two of them passed away, and the two gunmen are still at large. Um, it just serves to a bigger problem that we have in the country where we're talking about gun violence. This was the 340th uh, active um, mass shooting in the country this year. 340th. And people are complaining about their rights with their guns, their rights with the guns. The problem, the problem with giving everybody a gun or everybody having guns is stuff like this happens. And the day before that, something happened in in I believe Wisconsin or Nebraska or something like that. Like, like when does it end? When does it stop? Like, what has to be done for these people to be taken off the streets or just to, to limit the amount of guns that people are getting. Like, how, how can we stop that? Not we as, as a podcast, but how does the country stop that? I'm trying to figure out why we need guns as a whole in the, in the first place. Stupid talk. Like, it's not saying, like, like, I don't have a gun. We all probably carry arms, whatever the case may be, but it's like, it's not a necessity. I think it's been, for some reason, America makes it seem like it's a necessity to have a gun or you know, carry a firearm. And and it it just we 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 make it permissible for people that don't really know one how to use a gun responsibly, two the reason for having a gun responsibly. And then we're we're making it easily for our kids to use it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the 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 capacity of who these, you know, these two, these two guys are that are, you know, still at large and 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 did this shootout in Baltimore, whatever the case may be. I'm more strung up on the fact that it were that it was a lot of kids that got hit and 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 passed away. These are kids. We're talking about of average, a good ninety percent of the people that got hit and that were, you know, that the, the two that passed away, they're kids. They're under nineteen. Their life is taken away. Like there's nothing, there's no coming back from that. For what? And I'm pretty sure they probably weren't even the targets. They were probably just having a good time at a block party and got shot and or lost their life. It's just why is carrying a firearm a necessity in America? That's you really, know, that's really the question I answered. What's interesting in this country because I'm not going to stand on either side of the should we or show or should we or should we not debate because there are valid points on both sides right like I, I sit here and I fully understand those people who believe that you know guns should be banned and no one should be allowed to have a gun unless you need one for your job um, and I fully understand those people who are like well I'm a responsible person with you know, who knows how to handle my firearm. My father is a, is a veteran who has a weapon at home and it is locked up and he only takes it out when he goes to the shooting range and he goes back home and it's in a box and it's, it's, it's safely away, right? So, and there are lots of people who are responsible gun owners. So, so 
I, I hear both sides of the argument. And I understand and believe that there are good points on both sides of the argument. But my, my larger point is for, for a person to be eligible to get an apartment in most states, you need to have X amount of income that you can prove. You need to have uh, X amount of payment history. You need to have a down payment. You need to have this. You need to have that. Everything needs to line up. For me to rent a car, I need to meet all these different qualifications. For me to drive my own vehicle, for me to own my own vehicle, I have to meet all these different qualifications. There are so many things in this country where the hoops and hurdles we have to jump through in order to allow those things to happen are incredible, yet you can walk into a Walmart in many states of this country at the age of 18, 19, 20, and buy a weapon, and buy ammunition, and get licensed. And and again, if I sit on the side, I don't, I don't have a problem with regular firearms. My issue is the hell you need an AR-15 for. The hell you need an automatic weapon for. The hell you need a, a, a modified pistol that could shoot off 30 rounds in two, in, in two minutes, right? Or, or less than two minutes and, and do all these. Like, there's no need for it, right? right. Um, and, and the problem is if we try to regulate it, the larger the larger issue ends up being that there is a larger problem with illegal weapons right because yes we do have a lot of mass shootings when we talk about mass shootings when we talk about massive loss of life we're talking about people who usually are registered gun owners like we're not talking about illegal weapons at this point when we talk about any one of the mass shootings in the United States, we are more than likely talking about someone who legally had access to weapons, had multiple legal weapons registered in their name, and utilized them to create mass mass murder. But when we talk about a lot of times the gun violence that we see day to day in this country, it is because of guns that are on the illegal market. And the problem is if we regulate it, we, we continue to see a rise in the illegal market. If we try to shut down the illegal, then you don't, you try to shut down the illegal market, which is hard to do because we still haven't shut down the drug market yet, right? Um, you know, the legal market still exists. I think that the one thing I've always stood by my entire life, I honestly think just like with many things in life, you need to, there should be, and incredible psychological testing to happen for people who want to own a gun. I believe you should have the right to own a gun. But if you want to own a gun, the same way if you want to rent a car, you want to own a car, you want to own a home, you have to go through certain things. You should have psychological testing. You should have to go re-go, re-undergo testing, licensing, everything, every couple of years. Whether it be two years or three years, whatever. Because here's the thing. There's a big difference between the 21-year-old who owns the gun and the 75-year-old 55 years later who is now using the gun, right? There's a, there's a big difference. And I, I, just like when you're driving a car, my grandmother 
was no longer allowed to drive because her vision did not meet certain standards. Could she I drive? Yes. Was was she fine? Yes. But the, the the state law was if you don't meet this standard, you can no longer do this. And we don't argue about those things. We huff and we puff, but we don't argue about it. And I think the same thing should happen when it comes to owning a gun. You want to own a gun? Fine. You want to legally own a gun? Fine. I don't believe you should be owning anything that is automatic. I don't believe I believe there should be a restriction on the amount of firearms you own in your home unless you have a special exemption. And to get said special exemption, there should be a rigorous uh, uh, line of of um, and I'm, uh, accreditation, for lack of a better word, that I'm thinking of right now. Classification. That, right. That you have to go through to do that. Um, I do believe you you have the right to defend your home. You know, Matt has his children at home. If Matt went and legally had a weapon at his home, was registered to defend his defend his home, I don't see an issue with that, right? I also don't think that, you know, you need something, you know, that's going to kill uh, uh, an anti-tank to defend your home. I'm sorry. Right. You know, when you've got people who've got enough ammunition and, and, and weaponry in their basements to arm a small militia, that's a problem. That is a problem. I'm surprised what I see in the streets, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I saw a dude with a fucking rocket launcher. I'm like, motherfucker, for what? <laughs> like, what do you, who do you need a rocket launcher for? What? Like, if I you want to tell me you you, you're me. a hunter, yes, you're a okay. hunter, you know, if you're a hunter and you want to have certain hunting weapons, Again, special exemptions. There should be something that you have that states you're allowed to have that. And if you ever use it in a capacity that it's not supposed to be used in, you should lose the privilege. That's it. Go ahead, Queen. You know, being somebody, I was just in Baltimore over the weekend, actually. And Mm -hmm. every time you hear these mass shootings, it it hits closer and closer to home. And America has a sick affinity with the Second Amendment. And I feel like they forget sometimes that the Second Amendment was written hundreds of years ago. And back then you had a musket gun that only shot maybe one bullet per per aim, right? Or maybe two if you were fancy. So yeah. I agree 100% with Peter that, you know... If you, I do feel like people do have a right to defend their homes and protect their space, but you don't need an AR-15 to do so. Right. And right. it should be harder to get a gun. It is harder to buy a pack of cigarettes than it is to buy a gun. You, you, you know what's in it? Is, oh, go ahead, Frank. It's hard. It's yeah. harder to get married than it is to buy a gun. You get what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, and I like I said, Peter's example of people driving and stuff like that, it, it hits it right in the nose. So I really don't have much to really say besides what a tragedy. And it's going to keep happening until somebody has the goal to do something. But the money from the gun industry is too good. And, yep. you know, I'm, we learned that with Sandy Hook. Yeah. When little babies were massacred. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? The Uvalde shooting. They're showing us that little children mean nothing when it comes to that gun money. You know, the funny thing is, it's like 
and and Tavia's right. The Bill of Rights was written in the seventeen in the seventeen hundreds, right? So hundreds of years ago, right? Seventeen hundreds. And here's the thing: for all you Constitution thumpers out there, for all you people that's like the Constitution is what it is; it cannot be changed. You realize that every single right in the Constitution is called an amendment. By definition, an amendment can be, wait, amended, which means fixed, updated. Um, wait, if I'm not mistaken, huh? You know, it's been a long time since I've taken basic U.S. history. But if I'm not mistaken, the original Bill of Rights only had 10 amendments. We have way more than 10 now. Why? Because over the last 200-something years, we've realized, huh, something's wrong. It wasn't in the Constitution then. We should put it in the Constitution now. But as Tavia said, when it's something that, you know, positively affects a certain market of people, when it's something that people want to keep on their side, all of a sudden we can't amend it, right? All of a sudden we can't amend it. Understand that when the amendment was written, that the idea of the government shall not infringe upon your right to bear arms was because we literally were coming out of a war in which the head of state was a monarch who laid down laws for the entire state. And so it was just in case the United, the U United States government, which was in its infancy, decided to, hey, we're going to take over the country. We want to go back to some kind of like monarch situation or a dictatorship. The people could rise up against the government and defend themselves against the well-armed militia. By the way, newsflash, ladies and gentlemen, in the 1700s, we could have stood up to the United States military because it wasn't that big, it wasn't that bad, and it wasn't that advanced. Right now, in 2023, I don't care how many guns you get from Walmart and Dick's Sporting Goods, you're not going to stand up to the might of the United States military in 2023, if the military decides to go rogue, they have anti-air missiles that will shoot you in the ass from 200,000 feet away. And they got to press a button in a bunker. So let, let's stop the bullshit. Right. What is that, Matt? We can't hear you, so. My bad. Single dad shit. Um, Luca just got engaged. No, mm. Congratulations. Rosenberg, Rosen and didn't Peter Rosenberg get married today? Who? Okay, about none of them. 30 people got shot. <laughs> like what? But yeah. and if y'all and if y'all want to know, listen, if you want to hear it better than I could ever say it, if y'all don't know, I mean, I think everybody on this on this podcast knows who he is, but if you don't know who George Carlin is, go look up George Carlin. And go look up, you know, um, his bit on rights and privileges. And listen, there's a, if you want to look at the, the, the text of it, you can look at the text and read it yourself. It's from his comedy special, It's Bad For You. Look it up, watch it, read it, <laughs> understand it. Because the man makes the most sense ever. So, Girl, you don't care about Luke again, mate. That's love. I don't really believe in this shit no more. But, he got yeah. married to Kyrie. So, so oh, anyway, 
moving on to to um to sports. You won't quit, huh? You just you you Kyrie ain't even in Brooklyn no more. You still throwing bullets at him. You gotta relax. <laughs> you gotta relax. And he did what he was supposed to do when he got missed the playoffs. Yes, it's not his fault. Dallas got rid of their whole goddamn roster to get him for him to exactly. make the playoffs. We need to talk to Mark Cuban. That's Mark Cuban. Fuck up. That ain't his. He did what he was supposed to do. Kyrie they were also five. Did. They were also five and eleven together when both of them right. on the court. So Luke both right. of their faults. They both suck. It's not, it's not, it's not if part. I'm not mistaken, didn't didn't the Nets have a losing record Here when Kyrie and KD were both on the court together? Oh right, know. they did. I don't, I don't. Recall and and that. didn't and, and and didn't Boston have a losing record whenever Kyrie was playing with the squad and they had a winning record when he was off, not playing? Oh, relax. oh yeah. Not true either. Seems yeah. like that's a trend that seems to follow. No, it's, not, it's not a good trend at all. Seems really like we that. have. Some kind of uh, I don't, you data. Need, you need proof of this because I don't. I don't recall none of this shit. This is you, data. There's no data. Pete, pull up. Data. Pull up the proof. Yeah, pull the stats up. Wow. While, while we're um bullshitting right now, that's that's so. You want to blame Kyrie for the fabric sucking? Gotta relax. So the ESPN has laid off about. There was. There was. Um. There were. Stats that showed that there were teams that were more effective when Kyrie was off the court. I think that that was during the Celtics time, but uh, Peter did not just make that up. I did hear that before, and that was something that they continuously said during his time with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, granted, the way that the Nets were shaped, they did do better when he was on the court, but remember, he only played half the time. But I'm not too sure about the Maverick stats, but I know for the Celtics, that's true. That was this. That was sad, and that's when they two seasons in Boston. Time to put trades. He missed fifty six games in his two seasons in Boston, and the Celtics went thirty seven and nineteen. You said what? Without him on the court. Yeah, like that. In, in, his, in his two seasons, in his two seasons with Boston, he mixed that he missed a total of fifty six games, and in the fifty six games that the Celtics played without Kyrie Irving. They went 37 and 19. That is a 66%, 61, 66% of their games without Kyrie. So were they losing when he was on the team? They were horrible when he played? Is that what you're telling me? Were they above 500 or were they below 500? Um, so I got to look at what their record was in those two seasons. Okay, you do that. Um, but I think, I think, yeah. I think with him on the team... With him on the team, they went set well, I, and this is just his him being on the roster. He they were seventy eight and forty nine with him on the roster, hmm. and he missed fifty six games. So do with that what you with thirty seven and nineteen. So that means they lost twenty games. Yeah, you know, I gotta look at it. I gotta look at it. I gotta look at it a little bit more in depth. It sounds like they were still above 500. That's what it sounds like. While, while you're doing the math, ESPN um, math fired about 20 on the air count, talent, which includes Jalen Rose, Max Kellerman, and Stan Van Gundy. Um, with potentially more down the line, as a few of us, as many of us know, um, they are trying to cut costs, but they also signed um, Pat McAfee to a $30 million, 18, I'm sorry, $18 million 
some somewhere in that line, thirty to eighteen million dollar contract. Um, how is this going to change the landscape of ESPN? And do you see them firing more people? Is that a question to me? Yes. Uh, first of all, they didn't sign Pat McAfee. They they just acquired the show. So I think that needs to be corrected. A, a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, how can they have? How can they have um just put Pat McAfee on the roster and then they let go of all these people?" All in all, this is all the effects of COVID nineteen and the pandemic. So I mean, what were you expecting? Disney World was closed for like what a year and a half. <laughs> so I mean, it didn't what the streaming killed the movie theater. So a lot of those movies were being watched and rewatched on the Disney Channel with, with the Disney Plus Channel. You're gonna lose money. I mean, that's just all in all what it is. Mickey Mouse owns ESPN, so people had to go. I'm not happy with a lot of the people that had to go. I'm actually a little you know disheartened that Max Kellerman had to go. I'm lying. He had to go. He really had to go. It was just no. So, I'm, so I'm, Pat I'm, Mac- go ahead. Yeah, Pat McAfee, uh, oh. contract is worth eighty-five million over five years. Receive pay cut from yeah. four years. Blah 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 blah. But yeah, he signed to ESPN. It's not just inquiring his show. That's for him and the show. So ESPN threw Pat the bag. Because so of his show being, because his show was being successful, it's not like, oh, you're gonna see Pat McAfee on first take or first things first or all these other shows or whatever the case may be. He has his own show. It's a show that he already built up. They're just paying right. him more money for. I got you, but what I'm saying, they're not they're not even paying him more money. To be honest, he getting more money off Fanduel. He he was getting about forty million dollars more Fanduel, but. In a long term, with ESPN being the worldwide leader in sports, he's going to eventually get more eyes, and he's bringing an audience. To, mm. And I think that's what's happening over there in ESPN, that they want people who have their own audience to bring it over to get them more ratings. It's no longer, oh, well, you're good at basketball. You were good at basketball, so come talk basketball with us. Or you were good at football, so come talk football with us. I think that's the, the larger issue. Right. The larger issue is you paid Pat McAfee this boatload of money to bring his audience over when and you're essentially, you know, throwing your hands up and waving the white flag and saying we couldn't do it ourselves. Right. You had a lot of talent, like literally everybody on FS1 is former ESPN people. Right. Some of them, I'm glad they left, right? Some of them, I'm glad they left, right? Um, like Whitlock can go fall down 17 mountains, right? Twice. But, right. Um, but you had, like when I was coming up watching ESPN, you had your sports center anchors, you had your, you had uh, talk show hosts, you had stuff that generated intrigue and, and think there's a reason why part of the interruption is still on on the air all these years later because they've generated and cultivated a following 
and a fan base, right? Um, and around the horn, which a lot of people may not remember, started with Max Kellerman as the host, right? And then eventually changed to Tony Reale, right? They've kept going for as long as they have because they've generated a good following and a good fan base. But ESPN has also constantly shot itself in the foot. You canceled the literal foundation of your crossover radio television audience from 6 to 10 in the morning when you canceled Mike and Mike in the morning because you wanted to go and make Mike Greenberg a a solo star. Why? You had a great thing going from 6 to 10 in the morning. And since then, they have not been able to replace it. They haven't. Everything they put in there has been a revolving door, right? They've changed all their ESPN radio hosts constantly. They don't know what they want. They want to be national radio or local radio. Um, And then when you look at their television programs, I mean, people may not remember this. Y'all might. Y'all remember Cold Pizza? Yep. On ESPN2? Basically, what turned into first take. Yeah. Right. You know, they had a good thing there. They had a great Monday night countdown crew. They had a great basketball crew. Sunday night baseball was always a great a great show to watch. Like you had great things going. You had great analysts. You had Harold Reynolds was the, one of their big baseball guys, and then Harold Reynolds was gone. Like ESPN has constantly mm-hmm. dropped the ball on the talent that they've had, and then they wonder why they're not able to generate content and a fan base. You don't have to pay Pat McAfee if you had cultivated the talent you had in-house and built what you had. I remember when Jim Rome had his own show, as controversial as the man was. You had Jim Rome, Stephen A. Smith, when he had his original show. You had Mm -hmm. so many different things that were going on on ESPN that were really, really good. And ESPN punted on each and every one of them. Yep. Queen, your thoughts on everything going on at ESPN? I'm here. You don't have to do that. Um, I think it's a reflection of how people consume sports. And it's been a changing landscape since COVID-19. And the the structure of the Pat McAfee show works. Traditional in-studio content doesn't work the same. ESPN didn't have the same feel to me once the merger with Disney happened either. It felt like it was a whole different ballgame. And they, they may have done well as far as content because we're used to consuming. We're from a generation that's used to consuming content in that way. But I believe that they're trying to target a new audience. And Pat McAfee's views and how he runs his show and the reach that he has is massive. And I think that right now we're seeing the the shift from micro from instead of seeing the same sports stories every hour on the hour, we like to see more micro consumptions of things. People want news, they want it quick and they want it fast. That's why the podcast industry isn't booming like it once was at one time too. Everybody had a podcast at one time because people were driving in their cars, going to work. And once the pandemic led to more flexible work environments for most people, you know, I'm not listening to the radio as much. I'm not watching traditional TV as much. You know, I've, I've macro-consumed things and watch things like in a stream, like six episodes in a row, or I'm not watching it at all. 
Exactly. Exactly that. That's why um, YouTube numbers have massively increased as well, because it's about how much people can consume in, in the little bit of time that they may or may not have. Uh, and ESPN is going to pretty much go that route. It's like short and sweet to the point. Um, even though um, First Take is the number one show um, on the network, A1 A and, and A2 with, with SportsCenter, you see in the two-hour format, they repeat the same stories at least two or three oh, times. Yeah, this is annoying. Um, just with different people giving different opinions. And sometimes it's the same people giving opinions. And not everybody wants to see that. So um, to his point about Pat McAfee and, and give and basically giving a brand new take on how sports media is presented, you're right. That definitely could be the, 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 the next wave of entertainment for the next wave of, of, you know, the way they show sports on ESPN for the long run. Um, yeah, that's, that's – it, it's tough because you never want a, a bunch of people getting fired or anything like that. But I mean, but Dre, real shit, when was the last time you really sat down and watched ESPN? Like, I watched it sports. Remember, Sports Center was just a thing. It was like every like everybody just had Sports Center on. I only watch ESPN for first take, and I hardly watch ESPN for first take. I don't even i I catch glimpses of the show like, like as far as highlights on YouTube, mm-hmm. or like I just listen to the podcast while I'm at work. But other than that, mm-hmm. I don't really watch ESPN like that unless the game is on. That's it. So I mean, they're losing money. I know there's a lot of people that that have fallen off from that norm because. Everything is oversaturated to the point you don't need to be in front of your TV to catch certain things. When you have YouTube, by the way, make sure you follow the you know I, the I, sports show on YouTube. Yeah, but they but I, yeah. I've heard they lost money in stri- in streaming with the yeah. ESPN Plus. Not so much like people watching. I think people are gonna cut on. People are gonna cut on ESPN and just leave the shit on, but. Oh, they but, lost mad money with ESPN Plus. Yeah, they lost was a ton of money. Yeah, I'm not paying. I'm not paying for ESPN. Oh, well, I mean, I'm paying it with the Hulu bundle and stuff. So I'm That's what I'm paying a bundle with Hulu and Disney. Yeah, I'm playing with Disney Plus. I'm playing for the bundle, but I'm not paying. Like when the USC pay per views come on, nah, I'm not paying for no, no, <laughs> not paying sixty for a pay per view. No more. Them days is long gone. And that's I, the thing. I think like, ESPN overrated. ESPN very much overrated and overshot the va- not the value of UFC because I think UFC is an extremely valuable commodity, mm-hmm. but they really overshot and overvalued how much people were going to be willing to pay for access to, it, right? And, and that was the big thing, and and that's where ESPN screwed themselves. The worst part about it is when you really think about it from a content standpoint. ESPN was doing podcasts long before anybody else was, but they weren't when the problem was that a lot of the ESPN executives were very much stuck in the olden ways and a lot of its talent wanted to kind of push. So you had guys like Dan Levitard and others who wanted to push the podcast realm, wanted to push that, and they would get pulled into meetings and Dan Levitard actually spoke about this. Uh, when he spoke about when he left ESPN, him and his team would go into meetings all the time and they would tell him, 
well, your numbers are down. People aren't listening to your show when it's on live. People aren't tuning in. So we might have to take your show off the air. He's like, but wait a minute. Look at this. And they're like, what is that? And he's like, these are all the streaming numbers. These are the people who are listening to our show on podcast form. These are the people who are listening to our show three hours later when they're at work, whatever it may be. And the numbers were significant, but the, the executives just, they didn't understand it. And so to them, it didn't make sense. And so you had a lot of the people that wanted to push in that area leave. And then now when ESPN's like, oh, we have to go into podcasting and streaming. Now you've got no talent to do it with because everybody's left. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's I still listen to take on streaming on podcast. Yeah. Um, speaking of another show that's on the opposite network, um, Undisputed <laughs> is looking for um, a new host. It's been said way. that Huh? <laughs> I thought he was going. I thought Lil Wayne and Young Money was going to be on the show now. What happened? Yeah, from what I heard, that that's what Skip would want to do. But again, that's just people speculating. Um, <laughs> I think, I think Jalen Rose should be well, no should be the co-host. Of Y'all show. gotta stop. Y'all gotta stop doing my man Skip like that. Y'all gotta. <laughs> y'all, it's like y'all want to see my man fail so bad. Please tell me I've been watching the camera on the Mace thing, the it is what it is thing. Boy, yo, the way they drag Skip Bayless is not even funny, bro. He deserves it. They call him a culture vulture. They feel like he can only be successful if he has, like, another black black person person on the show. Yes. I agree. Come on, yo. (laughs) I mean, Max Kellerman is... is, is, So you you, want to see Skip Bayless and Max Kellerman? I feel like Skip would drag Matt's color. I'm not gonna hold you. Like I really feel like that would happen. So you would sit and watch Skip Bayless and Max Kellerman. I'm a supporter of Skip. I fuck with Skip. Skip is you're not answering the question. You just like you like you like this around it, but it's okay. I I listen to I listen to a lot of things when I'm at work on podcast form. So I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't turn it down. I give it a chance. But I'm not gonna hold you. I didn't listen to the Max Kellerman show with uh, who was it? Jay Will and Keyshawn. What happens to that show? Because isn't that stream? No, it's going. It's canceled. Yeah, oh, that got canceled. That got canceled. What's that? Got canceled? Are you? Bro, Max and Keyshawn got fired. Yeah, yeah. But Jay Will kept his job. <laughs> Yo, that's well, they crazy. needed somebody to give them actual expert NBA analysis. Now that they got rid of damn Jeff Van Gundy. That, like that was uncalled for. Jeff Van Gundy is a national treasure. That he is. I mean, hey, we might get he's Doris the Knicks coach Burke. for life. We might get Doris know. Burke basically hosting um, the, the finals then next year. Yay. But again, when I look there. at like what, like when you look at the the, the, the ten polls that ESPN used to have, mm-hmm. NFL, the NFL Sunday <laughs> Show, Sunday Night Baseball, NBA Tonight. Like when you look at those shows like those were the tent poles you know Berman and Tom Jackson like there was no better pairing than Chris Berman and Tom Jackson on Chris Sunday Berman Night made ESPN fun yeah. you know the greatest man to do highlight highlight voiceovers like Chris Berman vo- uh, doing a, a voiceover for an NFL highlight for a running back was the greatest thing in the world 
Because you were just waiting for the what? Like, it, they really dropped the ball on a lot of things. And it's, at this point, it's nobody's fault. And I think Tavia was 100% right. Uh, you know, they, they just have not been the same since the merger with Disney. At the end of the day, now they have to, uh, they have to account for a lot of their mistakes. And honestly, I think the merger with Disney saved ESPN. It was more ESPN needed Disney than Disney needed ESPN. Queen, who do you think should be across from Skip Bayless? I think it's time to hang it up. I don't think anybody should be across from Skip Bayless. I think he needs to go walk with the greener pastor. I think it's over. him so much. So I, I really, I would rather see any content with Shannon Sharp. I would like to see actually Shannon Sharp get his own show on ESPN. Jeez, oh, I would too. That would yeah. be good. Oh, my man, Drip Bayless like this because he's a vulture. Come on, y'all said the same thing about Justin Timberlake and Justin Bieber. Y'all got same, same. I never said that about Justin Bieber. Yes, please. I never said that about Justin Bieber, but Justin Timberlake both show. He's the poster child for culture vulture. I gotta relax, man. Yeah, no, if there was definitely relax. a poster, Justin Timberlake would be in the front break dancing. You, gotta Justin, stop. you know what, Justin? You know what, Justin Bieber never had no damn cornrows, or never wore Jerry curl. Like really? And never, and never tried to to pat to do everything black except date black women. I mean. What you mean? Like, you got, Justin you got like, Justin Timberlake, and also, and also, and doing all that shit. Mm-hmm. He did every, he did everything to chuck the, to shuck and jive for blacks to get y'all to buy his music. Except, yes. and then he, he, he embarrassed one of the most notable black women in the world and let her take the fall and ruin her career. Mm-hmm. And, ruined her, basically, and basically ruined her career. How did he ruin her career? You don't have fucking Google, Matt. You don't look things up. I guess you, your Google is set to whatever you want to believe. Janet Jackson's career is not ruined. She is wildly it was ruined. It was, she was blackballed from a lot of high-profile events afterwards. Yeah. For years. In terms of the years. mainstream, Matt, like, yeah, in the, in, in the culture, in the community with us, Janet Jackson is a legend, will never be touched. But in terms of, like, being that mainstream kind of, like, Right there, you know, just titty. That was it. Like, America got mollified by just a single titty. And it's just like, what? Yeah, damn, Justin Timberlake just doing shit, man. I honestly think it was just white men that were just upset that they got caught staring and their wives were upset at them. That could have been it, too. That's what it was. And then, the, and then the white man needed a way out. So they were like, goddamn titty on television. That's terrible. <laughs> and, of course, and of course, you had all the white women that were calling in because they were like, my titties don't look as good as that. That's funny. Uh, don't even know how America, to... Uh, America, America I really don't even like know how to transition titty. from that. Because <laughs> America act like you've never seen a titty before. You're like they've never seen a titty before in their life. Right. I don't even know how to transition to that, but um, Aaron Judge. <laughs> Aaron Judge. He's uh, seen a titty. 
I'm, I'm pretty sure he's seen a bunch. Um, Aaron Judge as much is, as we pay him, is we out. Better be saying titties. Regardless, Aaron Judge is going to be out for this, the remainder of the season. And if we're going to talk about the, the Yankee season um, real quick, it hasn't been what people expected at all. But with Aaron Judge now being out for the season, what does this Well, not do? yet. Well, potentially being out for the season. Yeah, um, potentially being out, yeah. What? How does this – what is this going to do for the Yankees, Pete? I mean, listen. After last night, fourteen to one, uh, losing to the Orioles. I mean, it's it's doing a lot. I mean, when when I want to think about it like this, if I would have told on, Pete, you, how, how many times have the Yankees lost by double digits this year? Been been a lot. Yeah, it's been a lot. Um, but if if I would have told you that it was July 7th and Carlos Rodon is going to pitch his first game. Aaron Judge is potentially going to be out for the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stanton has been a shell of himself. LeMayhew has been a shell of himself. Donaldson's been hitting 135. Um, Severino has been nothing near where he's supposed to be. Um, and Jonathan Loizaga has not thrown a single pitch this year, and the Yankees are eight games over 500. You wouldn't have believed me. You would have thought that that was a pipe dream. There's no way that could have been the the case. Uh, But we are eight games over 500. Um, You know, right? I don't know how long that stays, Um, you know, because it's very tough. I mean – the, we're tied with the Blue Jays right now. The Orioles and the, and the, and, and the Rays are leading the division. Uh, we're only three games ahead of the Red Sox. Uh, when, you, when you look at the wild card standings, I mean, you know, right now we're pretty, you know, we're in third place in the American League. And that's another thing, just how bad the American League has been. The Yankees are in third place in the American League. They won't win their division, but they are in third place in the wild card, right, in the wild card. So when you look at it, it'd be Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Texas would win the division, and the Yankees would make the playoffs right now if the season ended today. Um, it, it's If Judge is out for the season, it, it's going to be really rough for the Yankees. I think at, the, at this point um, we try to see what we could get at the trade deadline for what we have, which I don't think is much. Um, and, and we do our best to really just bring people along slowly. And we just chalk the season up as it is what it is. I mean, the Yankees are still going to play to the very end. They're never going to say that they're out of it. Um, but this team is this team has been built around Judge. And when Judge is out, you've seen just how bad the team has been. I saw one of our comments say we don't have any reliable hitters. We don't. I mean, Volpe is essentially a rookie. He's finally coming along. Stanton is, you know, feast or famine. You know, LeMayhew is no longer what he used to be. You know, we really need to – there really needs to be, in my opinion, a shift in philosophy in how the Yankees are built as a team. Um, and they really need to start realizing that they have a lot of deficiencies. And the Band-Aid just isn't going to do it anymore. Matt? Matt? 
talk to the kiddos. Queen, thoughts on the Yankees season so far and, and with this judge injury, what what do you think is going to, to happen? He, he needed to sue because I feel like it was an intentional injury done by the Dodgers, and he needs to seek compensation because the Yankees' career, I mean, the Yankee season is going down the tubes. Better yeah. The Yankees uh, season is going down the tube, and I'm I'm at, I'm currently getting my pedicure and manicure done. This is a great feeling. But um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, of course. Um, I feel like when I went to see the Yankees about a month ago, there was just no fight there. They looked like they were just fighting for their lives against the Red Sox, and they actually they lost the series, but they won that particular game. And it took everything for them to win that game. And I think that that is going to be the theme for the rest of the season. They're all, like Peter said, they, you know, it's the Yankees, so they're always going to be in the conversation, you know. But at the end of the day, uh, I don't think that that season goes, you know, that far without Judge. I agree. And isn't it weird about New York sports? Like, every time we invest in, in someone – they get hurt. Like they get hurt, and it, like that's the case. in like with even the the football giants with the Knicks, you know, with the Nets, the, Jets. the Jets. Aaron Rodgers got a calf strain. Yeah, because he was dancing. He was dancing at the Taylor Swift concert. You gotta relax. And he didn't have no damn sense. And he was partying. He's he's been having he's been having a hot boy summer. I'm, I'm about to call him. I'm about to call him Fat Rogers. What? Look, like what Fat Rogers? Because he's out in the streets, just like Eric Adams. I call um Eric Adams Fat Adams because nah, he's that always is. at somebody's. He, he always at somebody's soca fat. Listen, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the is the explanation. He's the reflection of get a load of this guy over there. Because he lived his best life after being in a cheese city for all his career. Y'all yeah. want to start that. Let him out, live. He, he out, he's out here, you know, strutting and, and strutting and buttons all over the damn place. His buttons. Looking, was he at that white party? Was he at that white party? Oh, no. Not the white party. Oh, no, no. I don't think he was invited to that. Only go, he was yeah, invited go to Tom, Tom Brady was there. Yeah, yeah so he definitely goes for a lot there. He's not Tom on that Brady level. What? Speaking Wait, of, what? apparently the rumor going around that Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian might be dating. I mean, everything shows me that she's not dating black people anymore. She, she's, <laughs> about she's completely, she's completely blind. She's not, she's not, she's not tan anymore. She lost about forty pounds. You know, no Kanye more, West no more curves for her. I feel like the Kardashians are now like they're they're culture vultures too, and I feel like they're done vulturing. So now, you know, they're all like a size two. They don't have big butts and stuff anymore. They're not dressing all urban. You know, she thinks that she's like the Khaleesi from um from Game of Thrones now. So I, that's highly possible. I mean, Kylie and Kendall ain't give it up yet. They still. They're still outside. <laughs> well, Kendall, Kendall, Kendall's dating bad buddy, and I don't know. Kylie, Kylie is dating a white guy now. No, and she's still with Travis Scott. No, she's dating some actor named Timothy Chalamet or whatever his name is. Oh, 
Oh, not Chalamet. I'm just saying what. I mean, this is this is completely off balance, but what the fuck happened to Chris Humphreys? <laughs> like, what happened to him? Like, what happened to him? Like, we need to like put a like a location on my man. Like, he, he she left him for 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 Kanye, had kids, and the guy he got kicked out of the league, and we haven't seen him since. Like, he was pretty good on the Nets. I know, I know, Pete was a fan. There was a lot of people at this Ruben party. I, like, this is always a lot of people at the Ruben party. Nah, but but I'm looking at the names. Usher and Neo was there doing spur in the moment performances. Both. Oh yeah. shit! Neo left the house. I know, right? You gotta relax. Um, you do too. Was there. Like, I Lori get Harvey, you. Harvey, Haley Bieber, relax. The Kardashians, Lala. It was it was a J and B. Like everybody Ooh, was there. Michael Rubin's the man. He got but a lot. I don't, I don't know why everybody was at this particular one. Like, it wasn't like this last year. It wasn't like this the year before either. One of you was just handing out money or something. <laughs> well, mind you, this is the first COVID-free summer. Completely free, yeah. Matt muted himself, and he's 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 he does he's been it's hard himself. work being a single dad. These they are they one is trying to be on the camera, the other don't want like she wants to talk, but then she's like, oh, she catches herself in mid sentence, and she's like, like it's, it's a lot. It's hard work. <laughs> See, the one that wants to be on camera. Yeah, she's like yeah. <laughs> um, Corey Dillon. Um, former former Bengals running back. Um, he's upset that he was not voted into the Ring of Honor. Um, the Ring of Honor is basically the Hall of Fame for that said team. And with him having career stats better than a lot of other running backs, he's upset that the season ticket holders get to vote him in, vote vote the players in. Um. I'm upset we're talking about this. <laughs> never damn about the Cincinnati Bengals. Not you one. need to stop. That you man, know. that man won the that man won the Patriots damn title. Yeah. Patriots. Yeah. Not yeah, Cincinnati. Patriots. Not Cincinnati. So what you mad about? You need to talk to Bill Belichick on why you not, you know. He's right though. I guess. I mean, but you, you you can't argue against the people. The people want what they want. The people ain't want your ass. So it is what it is. You can't change the you can't change the voting because it didn't skew in your favor. But you know he's right for for feeling a little slighted. He's right for feeling a little bit away. But I don't know, Pete. Your thoughts? I mean, I don't know why he isn't in the, in the Ring of Honor. He's the best damn Bengals running back. In, in a long time, you know, seven years, set several franchise records, three Pro Bowl selections in his seven seasons, you know, um, you know, uh, he, he, one time with the with with the Patriots, he did play his final three years with the Patriots, you know, retired with over 11,000 career yards, you know, and he was he was a second he was a second round pick, you know, and um his first relax. season, in his first season, 
He ran. It's yours. Two hundred. I mean, it's for, it, he rushed 39, 39 times for two hundred forty-six yards and four touchdowns and a win. That broke Jim Brown's rookie single single game record. At that point, that was enough. That that game alone, to this day, remains a, a Bengals rookie record for carries, yards, touchdowns, and a franchise record for touchdowns in a game. Um, you know, there's no reason why Corey Dillon should not be in the Ring of Honor. I agree with him though about more so with his point of. Why the hell are fans determining who's in the ring of honor? I'll give you a season ticket holder or not. It This should be an organizational decision. What are you doing? It should be a team decision, not a fan decision. Because just because you're a great they player gotta, doesn't mean that I may have been a they fan. Gotta, they got to, hold on. They in Cincinnati. They got to sell these ticket packages. <laughs> you got to give them a reason. But hey, y'all get to vote on people that yes. y'all, y'all may have never seen before. Exactly. <laughs> I bet you both of the people know. who voted probably ain't never seen Corey Dillon play. They probably did because you know, if you're in Cincinnati, people don't just go to Cincinnati just like hey, they come to New York and they're transplants yeah. from other parts of Ohio. Like if you there, you there, you from there. Period. So they gotta um Mr. Massage isn't working. Ma'am? Ma'am? And it's not like the not like Sweetheart? they watching anything else except for the Cincinnati Reds and maybe Cincinnati College uh basketball. Yeah, that's that's you right. But still, if I'm him, I'm upset. My massage wasn't working. I was not happy. What you need, <laughs> you need to get up and be like, all right, well, this ain't it. I need it. Not I needed the massage tamper. not working. Yeah, I was just trying to get my lady's attention. Yeah. Uh, the last topic is NBA free agency. Uh, oh. NBA free agency. It, oh, guess topic. who's back? Guess who's back in the comment section? Yeah, Vin, where the hell you been? Hey. Fucking up, man. Where you been? Acting he like you said don't that he don't. He said he don't watch the show like that because you, um, you. I agree with you too much, and you've been talking the whole damn time. So it's like you're taking the um spotlight off of everybody else, and you're hogging all the time. So that's what he told me that he don't watch the show no more because it became the Matt show. Wow. Is that wow. Say? say less. It's true. Don't be quiet. <laughs> I guess he misses that I used to like not agree with you so much and now like you've been for the most part like 77% of the time like you make sense I guess because the season hasn't started yet and we really don't have much to um, argue back and forth about so it's been kind of tame recently so I mean that's what it is so you saying that the consensus likes when we argue? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I said Vin. Vin, yeah, Vin. said. No, Vin but said that we, you, talk, you talk too much. And he liked it better when I used to put you in your place. So that's on period. On period poo. Period poo. That's when Mary had a little lamb. Oh. I, I don't know man. whether to talk less or 
Just let you interrupt me all the time so Van can continue to watch. And you always did the interrupting. And why are you, you know what I just realized? Like, why are you in a do rag? That's why I want to do rag. Yeah, right here, right here. Look, 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 right here. Y'all are funny. I remember those days, bro. Pete, it was, it, it, them days. Pete, I, before you came on, oh, Lord, bro. <laughs> oh, man. We had a little gap, but it was three of us. These two was, was, was at it. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> no, you can't. It was, it was crazy. You know, we're at two different points in our lives right now. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, Matt is having his bad bitch renaissance, and I'm having my soft girl life. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's really hard for me Relax. to, you know, get out of that. Oh my God. What is going on here? That's hilarious. Why are y'all making so much noise? What is up with y'all? Because like, they want to be part of the show. Clearly. Like, they love it. You should be happy. They, they want to be. I'm, my daughter is 16. She don't want no part to me. I'm like, hey, daughter, you want to go to the Barbie cafe? She's like, can I go with my friends? I'm like, well, F you too. There's the fuck? No. I said, you're not going with me. You're not going at all. <laughs> you going to do that to me? <laughs> nah, that sucks, though. She can't, she can't go with you. She can't go. That's, that's it. That is not right. At 14 and 15, we was not jacking being around our parents. I was yeah, outside. But when I was four, that, that was such a different era. Like, these kids, I mean, this world is is shitty. Just like I tell y'all, daddy recording. So y'all can't and, talk. And, you know, uh, still talk. A, a couple of months ago, my daughter almost got abducted on the train. Wait, what? What? Yes. Some guy um, tried to talk to her on the train. He had a little bit more with that. Um, he tried to talk to her, and when she wouldn't go in, he tried to grab her. Oh, wow. And luckily, my neighbor was on the train with her, and, you know, God knows what would have happened. So, of course, like, I'm a little bit more overprotective than usual, but then I also understand that these kids got to live life, too. But, damn, this world is scary. You know? It's not the world that we grew up in at all. Oh, far from it. Far from it. But um, last topic, free agency, y'all. Um, primarily Dame, Damian Lillard, hashtag free Dame, as Matt would say, and James Harden, who doesn't know what the hell he wants to do in this battle. Yeah, ho. Nah, I don't want to talk about James Harden. I, you yeah, know what? Ho. Me and me and Matt are on the same page when it comes to Damian Lillard. Let him go. He did all he could do for the Trailblazers. There's nothing left for that man to do. You know what I'm saying? Let him go. Let him go to Miami. Let him go where he wants to go. He deserves. He deserves to be with a real contender. Mm-hmm. Some people were saying that um, Boston. Hell no. He doesn't want to go to Boston. Stephen A. made that very clear. He doesn't want to go to Boston, and none of us wants to see him in Boston at all. Not. I do not want to see him in Boston. I hardly want to see him in Miami. I I can live with him being in Miami, but I don't really want to see him in Miami. I want him in New York, truth be told. I want for what? You want to see him in New York for what? what? To get out the second to get to get stopped in the second round by Miami? Um y- y'all Ross ain't the same as last year. I don't even know if y'all motherfuckers are getting out the second round. This, this as long year. as y'all got Julius yeah, Randle, we better so. than y'all. 
As long as y'all got Julius Randle, I got no rebuttal. I got no rebuttal for that. You got that. Wait, Julius Randle went to the net? No. no. We're talking about no, New York in general. So as long as Julius Randle is in a New York Knicks uniform, I'm not worried about the New York Knicks. I want Dame in New York. Brooklyn or the Knicks, I don't care. I want him in Miami. I think he deserves. I think let me say something. That man <laughs> has he deserves to to be a part of a winning team. I can live with it though. No, I, no, I'll no, be no. okay with it. I'm not <laughs> going to be happy about it. But hell, at least I know there's a shot that I can see him be Dame in a goddamn playoff setting. I fucking hate the Blazers. I never liked the Blazers. I gave him a shot with Brandon Roy. You saw what happened with that. Gave him a shot with Greg Oden. I gave him a shot with hell. I gave him a shot when they had Lamarcus Aldridge, and, and it just it just kept like Dame and CJ McCollum did the best that they could. Let Dame go. Let him go. Y'all been rebuilding. It's Brandon Roy. It makes no sense at this point. Let him go. He did eleven years in the Portland Penitentiary. He needs to be free. Somebody needs to say, like, 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 So, according to to uh, to Vin, Damon's acting like a prima donna. He got his money. The Blazers don't owe him shit. He got to give more than one destination. He also says, Dame is loyal to Portland until he wants to jump to a team in the finals five minutes ago and nowhere else. Pray for Chauncey. I don't know. I don't know, Vin. I can't agree with Hell I no. can't agree with that. Hell no. Uh, I, can't, I can't agree with that. Um Jay, you got this or you want me to handle it? You got nah, this. Go ahead. You got go ahead. no, you got to defend your team. Defend your goddamn team. Go ahead. Oh no, Portland not my team. I defend Dame when he comes to Miami. Uh, he's still in Portland. So first of all, eleven years is enough time to be on a team and be loyal and not even acknowledge the thought of joining up with a super team. He gave Portland 11 years to get their shit together. And they have been rebuilding from day one. And they just haven't built shit. Let's be realistic. How much more can somebody waste their whole career and not do nothing? Not do nothing? The team wants all of this stuff for them, but then they're rebuilding. For what? You should have traded that third pick and got some fucking help. He didn't do it, so he wants to leave. How much more? How much? How much more rebuilding do you need to sit down and sit through? Man got at least five more years left in his, in his term. He needs to be. He needs to be somewhere where he can compete. He can't compete in Portland. There's no he competing can't. in Portland. There's no competing in Portland. They've had they have several years to build the appropriate pieces to show the to reflect. I think. Huh. Nobody wants to go to Portland. That's the problem, too. And then and the, the, the situation is, you know, they've had chance after chance after chance. They've been the underdog for several years now, and I feel like Dame is too good of a talent to have to not have the ability to compete. For real. And then he's earned the right to choose where he wants to go. Let's be realistic. He He's legit earned the right to choose where you want to go. This there's stars that get off of their rookie contract and 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 be ready to dip off rip. He did 11 years there. Like come on, bro. Who says the organization shouldn't get a good deal for? I'm not saying the organization yeah. shouldn't get a good deal for him. 
I'm saying in general, you have been rebuilding. All you want is picks. That's that's pretty much all you can you can capitalize off of a rebuild. It's picks. Why should a man who's already in his prom, about to leave his prom, have to sit through another rebuild, man? Like, be realistic. He can go. He can go to Miami. Could give him a good deal. They can give up a good deal. They can give up picks. It, and it's all about, huh? Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. What was you saying? And you know, he did what a lot of superstars this era hasn't done. He stayed there for over ten years. And a lot of people, when things aren't working after two, after three, after four seasons, they're ready to skedaddle and chase a ring with LeBron or chase a ring with this person or chase a ring with that that person. So something has to be said for the commitment that he's shown. Would your job help you, help you get a new job when they let you go? Look, when you have been... Or when you have been the model employee that you have for eleven years, they you can't call on them for a reference. God damn it, he needs a this reference. Is, this is sure <laughs> you speaking. You speaking facts, Matt. Let's be real. He's also the dummy that stayed. Like he's also the dummy that stayed too long. I hear you, but then again, shouldn't he be awarded for his loyalty though? Then eleven years of making that franchise relevant for them to just tell you, look. We still want you to stay here. We want you to rock with you, but we ain't gonna be competing because we want to. We want to get some new guys in here. We want to get some young guys in here, and maybe maybe we could shake something and scratch the first round or or, or the play-in tournament. Who the fuck wants to do that? Eleven years in the guy, eleven years in the same goddamn system, different fucking coaches, players that you were rocking with, and players that that was in the trenches with you, like C.J. McCollum, they're gone, and he pretty much traded him. To basically solidify that you're in a rebooting stage again, like come on, bro, he deserves better. He's so, too great of a talent to be wasting his his whole career in a wasteland, bro. Even Charles Barkley got away, like he got away. Like come on, bro, they not winning, bro. They not winning. Portland is not winning, bro. They. And I forgot all about Sam Bowie, man, man. And they're also screwing themselves in the foot because of what they're asking for. Apparently, the rumor going around, they're asking for a minimum of first four first-round picks plus two uh, ready-level players right now. You want to hear something crazy? Dame is such a, a, a model citizen when it comes to playing and, and, and being professional. He's not going to do what James Harden did. They're gonna they, the the Portland Trailblazers are gonna fuck this up. They're not gonna trade him. He's gonna start the season in the Trailblazers uniform, and that's gonna be the only talk about this whole year. And then, what precedent are you setting for future stars that that are playing on your team? The first chance they get, they're gonna skate. Why? Because you're showing no loyalty. You're not showing no appreciation for the eleven years that he put on for that goddamn team in that city. I agree, Vin. Uh, when you say this is a business, um, they don't owe him when the wrong when the wrong move today can get people fired tomorrow. I can understand that in in the business sense. And Portland could do whatever they please. Portland, if they feel like sending him to Shanghai, they can send him to Shanghai. If they felt like sending sending him to Boston. to the abyss, uh, to to uh, OKC where they got all of the picks, they can do that. 
they can send them to the Spurs. They can send them wherever they want. I mean, what we're essentially know. saying is the fact that Damian Lillard has persistently for the past 10, 11 years try to make Portland a destination for people to see, if, for them to want to come to Portland. And the Portland Trailblazers have dropped the ball every single time. Persistently. For well so, over two decades. <laughs> For well over two decades. Let, let's let's even start about them trading Lamarcus Aldridge when Lamarcus Aldridge was in his prime and Damian Lillard was young. Are you crazy? To the Spurs, there was no return that they got from that. Zero return that they got from that. Um, but Pete, James Harden. <laughs> we I, I know Tay and Matt call him a hoe. He's definitely a hoe. I agree with him on that. But your thoughts on James Harden and and him opting into his um his, his option year and what is he gonna do? Like, where do you think he will land? Um, Clippers. I don't. I honestly don't care where he lands. I think. Exactly. I think he. I think he a hoe as well. Um, I think. The, I think. I, I think that one of the interesting things is uh, Udoka, because apparently initially Harden wanted to go back to Houston. Mm-hmm. That was his big thing. And the reason why that ended up not happening is because Emi Adoka said he has zero interest in coaching James Harden. Zero. He had zero interest in coaching James Harden. Um, Holes always shun other holes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that hole on my team. There's only room for one hole here. It's crazy. I have, no. I, I, to this day, I still got respect for James Harden on the court. It's just how he even carrying himself, bro, it just don't be making no sense. He carried himself like a whole on court, too. Nah, not averaging like 14 assists and 20 points per game. Man. In like, the in, in where? Where does he average that at? In the season. In the what season? In the regular season. Okay. You got it. But I'm just saying, like, it's your best sure. chance of even competing is on Philadelphia. I don't know why you want to leave that situation. I mean, I'm not too sure what Nick Nurse is going to change or do. I feel like Nick Nurse is going to make Tyrese Maxey a lot better. But yeah, I think Philly needs to start really start thinking about what they're going to do with Joel Embiid because it's going to come a point in time he's going to skate because he's you know the life capacity of a of a center <laughs> in the NBA. It ain't that long. Pete, would you take would you take um, James Harden back in Brooklyn? No, I would not. Um, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't take him back, even if you paid us to do it. Um, I, I just listen. The man, the man's about his money. He's shown that already. The man's solely about his money. I don't think you know he he's a baller, but he he's about his money and he's about where he could get his opportunity. He, um, I don't know. agree because he he he's turned down maximum contracts. He took less in Philly. Last year, he 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 opted out to get a lesser contract. So I don't think it's about the money. I just don't know what the fuck. I really don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's lost a lot of money over the last three or four years to try to figure out where he wants to go. He is just he is for the streets. It's a lot, a lot. One the rumor is that he's gonna he wants to go back to L.A. to go to the Clippers. They've got nothing to give up. Um, Paul George. They give up Paul George. That's the thing. The Clippers want to put him with Paul and Kawhi. They don't want and to get rid of, of either one. 
They're trying to get rid of Paul George. Um, they're, they're trying to trade him in the Knicks. I will say, the, and speak, thank you for mentioning it, I will say the greatest thing about the James Harden situation is we are not hearing the Knicks name come up. We were. We you were. know, and, 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 I, and I'm glad that it's not the case. Man, I'm glad, too. We have, enough, we have enough point guards on the Knicks. I don't know why would you even entertain that shit. I'm already still a little salty that they got rid of Obi Toppin, but I, I mean, I feel like he's gonna do better in Indiana. He's gonna get more playing time, but behind being in the shadow of that bum ass nigga Julius Randle. Your, your favorite Nick? No, he's not. No, he's not. Yeah, he needs to go. He needs to go. I'm just, bro. That twenty points per game. That twenty something points a game. Not worth it. Stop. Not it, worth it. I don't know why you mention that shit. People be getting me tight when you bring that shit up. These damn stats. Just annoying. 20 points per game and we still losing because you fumbled the bag at the end of the goddamn game. This is ridiculous. What? But What's wrong? Guys, that was the episode. Shout outs to all of us here on the Your Sports Show. Shout outs to um, friends of the show, um, uh, everybody who watches. Shout out to all y'all. Shout out to you again. Uh, Vin Forte, we definitely gonna have him back on. Um, and guys, stay cool. It is hot as shit outside. Yeah, it's humid. It is so humid. Uh, I, I I cannot could not say any more. To stay stay cool. Um, Tay's running uh, nail salon now, so she that's what she just showed us. So <laughs> for the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado. Before BK Matt, because you gotta relax and the, and the just, babies, just doing For all the those. queen, queen Tay. It is your boy, big What's baby, here? signing What's off. Here? Here. Peace. Bye-bye.